Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hi, everyone. Hopefully you are staying out of the smoke, steering clear of the fires. I'm praying that you are all safe and well. Uh, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who said they looked at a map of sort of the effects of the fire and the smoke on the United States, and it was pretty wild. Uh, I have not seen that map, but I would imagine so. Um, So hopefully you all are well. We are in John chapter 12 today, um, or at least we are hovering in that section as we're heading through the gospel of John. And we are uh, stepping out of the dinner party uh, that we were talking about in the beginning, uh, John chapter 12, verse 1 through 11. And now we are stepping into uh, the triumphal entry. But we have talked about how this is now the week of Passover, the time when Israel is heading back to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And what I would love to do today is talk about what that means. The Passover is so important in understanding this final week um, of Jesus's life uh, before his death on the cross. And we're going to Uh, The rest of the gospel of John is about his final week. And so I would love to go back to Exodus 12. Isn't that funny? John 12 starts the week, but Exodus 12 is where the Passover uh, comes from. That Israel was enslaved in Egypt and this was in preparation for one of the plagues. Uh, that God sends on Egypt so that Israel can leave, has a way out. And what I would love to do is read this with you and talk about its significance. So here we are in Exodus 12. It says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of the months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's house, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons According to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lamb at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the house in which they eat. 
they shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire, with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. In this manner, you shall eat it with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. He goes on to say that this is now a day of memorial, that this would be something that you would remember from here on out. And this is so significant to Israel because they were slaves to Egypt and had no way out, no guidance, but God made a way. He sent plague after plague, but this was the one that sort of tipped the scales. And this also, um, as well as it being a big deal for Jewish culture, and even to this day, um, it was important that Jews would celebrate it in Jerusalem. And if they couldn't, there's always this, hey, maybe next year we'll be able to celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem. But this is significant in Jewish culture. This is significant for Israel, but it is also significant for those who walk with Jesus, those who would call themselves Christians, Christ followers, those who walk in the way, the truth, and the life and follow the person of Jesus and are shaped by his spirit. Because just like Israel was slave to Egypt, um, we are slaves to sin as human beings. We see this, Paul talks about this in Romans 6, that we are slaves to sin. But Jesus, but God has made a way out. So God said to Moses and Aaron, hey, each household, this group of people, a household must take a lamb and find this lamb that is spotless and without blemish. And you're going to hang out with this lamb. And if your house isn't big enough, household isn't big enough, share with your neighbors. So a group coming together, finding a lamb that is spotless without blemish, and it'll hang out with you for 14 days. Now, I have children, and I'd imagine, and I, I mean, there are a lot of dog people out there or animal people in general. And having a lamb hang out with you for 14 days, I'm sure my daughters would get attached to this lamb. You would know this lamb. 
Um, and maybe the kids or maybe you, if you're an animal person, would fall in love with this lamb or, or maybe have some sort of care or concern for it. My, my wife, she always talks about she grew up on uh, some land and they had a cow and she got to name it. And of course, down the line, the cow was killed and eaten, um, which, you know, circle of life, the circle of life. Um, that's just what happens, uh, unless you're a vegan, but there would be a certain amount of knowing this lamb and, and having this lamb around. I think that's significant because at this point, Jesus has been around. He's been going through his ministry. He's been asking that these miracles would be kept silent. Uh, but of course people caught wind of him healing Lazarus. And, and next, next we're going to talk about the triumphal entry. And this is sort of a public, uh, the only public show of Jesus and who he is. So people knew him and recognized him and he was loving people and serving people. And I'm not saying this lamb in this house was loving the family and serving the family, but there was some knowing of this lamb but this lamb would be killed. This lamb would be killed and its blood would be used to spread on the doorposts and the lintel, which is a basically a big block piece of material that would be above the doorposts. And this would be spread over the doorpost. And then the family would eat that this lamb would be roasted. Um, and it sounds very specific that the head would be roasted with the legs and there were bitter herbs and unleavened bread, um, unrisen bread as a part of this meal. And they would eat it in haste that, that this wasn't this reclined meal, this restful meal but they would eat it with their belt fastened, with their sandals on their feet and their staff in their hands. So there's some focus piece that God is calling Israel to, like this isn't just like any other meal, but there's focus on what, what you're eating. This animal, this, this lamb that you are eating just provided for you a way out a way out of death, a way out of destruction. This is so significant because God says that very night he will pass through Egypt and the firstborn, either man or beast, will be taken out. It says strikes down, but this is significant for Israel because of course, in their family unit, if the firstborn was struck down, that would create pain and, and hurt and it it would damage the family unit. Of course, they would lose a family member. And for that, that family member, it means death, right? But for us, we are slaves to sin. And I think it's significant that uh, a lot of times it talks about this angel going through, passing through the land, but here it says that God passes through the land. 
And for us as humans who are slaves to sin, it's important to remember God's holiness, that he is holy, that he is without blemish or spot, that because of his holiness, we cannot be in his presence. And from the beginning, we were created to be in his presence. There is something called the Shema. Um, It's in Deuteronomy 6, and they would recite this every single day, Israel. This is after Exodus, but, but it's to stress the importance of what you are created for as a human being. It says in verse four, uh, chapter six of Deuteronomy, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the Shema. This was recited every day. This was the purpose of life. This was the reason why you live. But when we are slaves to sin, we cannot live with God. We cannot love with God. We cannot be with God. We cannot commune with him. We can't love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength because sin is in our way. We cannot follow him in freedom. We, we cannot, in a sense, leave Egypt. We are enslaved to our sin. And if God's presence came around us, we would, we would die. Even in, in the making of the temple, that these, this practice of a spotless lamb being sacrificed to cover the sins of Israel carried on into the Jewish laws and the way they, they practice life, the way they, they live life, that these sacrifices would have to atone for their sins or cover them um, so that they could um, live for God. And even if these weren't held, these practices weren't held to a T, the, the priest, when they entered into the part of the temple called the Holy of Holies, where the presence of God was, they would be struck dead so much so that they had a rope tied to them and would be dragged out dead. Um, I know this sounds kind of wild, but this this just stresses the point that we cannot be in the presence of God because of our sin, because of our slavery to our sin. But the point is, is that God makes a way out for Israel to leave. And this was the, again, the tipping of the scale that, that, Yes, they they escaped death that night, but they also escaped Egypt that night too and were able to follow after God, that the laws were established that a pillar of fire led them, the, a pillar of fire that w- and smoke that represented the presence of God, that they, they, could, they were free to pursue him and to chase after him and to seek him and his promises in their life. The same is true of us because of Jesus and what he is about to do on this week of Passover that he is about to enter into Jerusalem and be checked for any spot or blemish and he will be found perfect and he will be the spotless lamb whose blood will cover us and free us from death and destruction and not just that but when he dies on the cross that when he is slaughtered and put up on a cross, his blood would cover us so that we can live a life of loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. All our heart, soul, and strength, we can pursue God 
and we can be with him because of his blood. Not just that, but he raises from the grave. And it says when we take the time, just like Israel took the time to remember who Christ is, to recognize, to really soak it in with our, with our belt on, with our sandals on, with, with our staff in our hand. It's talking about this heart posture of recognizing what Jesus has done for us on the cross, him being slaughtered and his blood saving us, that it says his spirit will come inside of us and lead us, just like the presence of God before Israel. The significance of the Passover week is huge. It's monumentous. That Jesus would come so precisely on this Passover week and become the Passover lamb, not just for Israel, but for all of the world that none should perish, but all should have eternal life in walking and loving God. Remember, eternal life is not the prize. It is Jesus because in him, life is abundant. Love is abundant. Life comes from him because he is life and he is love. On our day-to-day, we have a practice. It's one of our spiritual disciplines where we would set aside time in our day to remember who Jesus is, what he has done for us, who God is and what he has done for us. God the Father willing it all, Jesus Christ the Son carrying it out, and the Holy Spirit, the delight between the two that fills us and causes us to delight in God as well. We spend time with that God on a daily basis. We open up his word. Um, the Bible, and we read and we discover who he is. And in our times of silence and solitude, we discover who he is. We talk with him. We pray. We do the same thing because of the Passover. The Passover points to Jesus. It points to our saving that we are no longer slaves to sin. I just want to bring your focus and your attention to the fact that you, if you follow Jesus and you walk with Jesus and you spend time with him daily, you are free. You are saved. And the Bible is about the God that you love and you serve and you live with and you love with now. I want to encourage you to continue to be a people, be a part of his people, his child who wakes up every day and says, here, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And to continue to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength, because Jesus has made a way through his blood and has given you the power and the strength to walk with him in a fallen world by the power of his spirit, all according to the plan of the Father. Let this be a blessing to you. Let's remember this as we head into the rest of the Gospel of John. Um, Yeah, have a great week, and we'll talk again next week. Love you guys. Bye.